So we'll begin with a sitting. In this sitting, I'll offer some guidance on recognizing different aspects of our experience. This is kind of in the way of pointing to aspects of experience that we might not always really see as different aspects of experience. So it will be a little bit of pointing at various areas of experience, not quite just the settle back and notice what's already happening. But this is more intended to point out things that we might not necessarily notice if we're just settling back and noticing what's already here because when we just notice what what is already here, we tend to notice what we're familiar with noticing. So sometimes it can be useful to explore things in this way. Yeah, we'll begin as usual, settling in and connecting. Allowing, inviting relaxation. Inviting the body to relax. Inviting the mind to relax. and attuning to being aware. Aware here of relaxing, aware while relaxing. Recognizing awareness. Are you aware? Or maybe simply recognizing that you're already aware. Not needing to check so much as just acknowledge. Already aware. Awareness already happening. And connecting with what is already here. What is already 
being known. Already aware of what? as we connect with what is happening in the present moment. Noticing the obvious. We might begin to see that what is happening in the present moment is not random. It's shaped. It is conditioned, affected by what's happened in our past, affected by things that are happening now. And also, interestingly, the present moment can be affected by our thoughts and ideas of what we think might happen in the future. And so the what of our experience is conditioned based on the interweaving of many interrelated processes of body, of mind, that affect each other. as we attend to our experience, we can begin to notice these different processes or different aspects of experience as connected, interrelated, but separate, distinct. Our minds naturally weave these processes together, creating a whole experience which can obscure these distinctions. So sometimes it's helpful to have them pointed to, to begin to recognize. body experience is one place that can be more easily noticed as distinct experience. The sensations in the body have particular flavors to them, particular qualities. Exploring, experiencing the bodily sensations right now. What's the most obvious sensation in the body? What 
might be a place where the hips contact a chair, bench, or cushion, a couch. What is that experience? Pressure, hardness. Pushing. Maybe the experience of breathing is obvious. What is that experience? Perhaps movement, perhaps a tingling or pressure in the throat or nose, movement of the chest. Exploring this in a receptive way, just receiving the body, receiving the sensations of the body. I'm curious about how those sensations show up. The various kinds of sensations you notice in the body. Vibration, pulsing, tingling. Pressure. Movement. Heat or coolness. Hardness or softness. Stiffness, fluidity, moisture. These types of sensations are how the body communicates. In exploring this more elemental quality of the body experience. What we don't find is the experience of Hand, for instance. Hand is not a sensation. Hand is a concept the mind puts on sensation. So the sensation Maybe in this moment, feeling that area we call hand. What's that? What are the sensations there? 
tingling. Moisture. Coolness or heat. Vibration. Sensations are one aspect of experience. The concept hand happens in the mind. You don't have to not have the concept hand. But it is useful to know that the sensation of tingling, vibration, pulsing, is different than the concept hand. There are many of these processes at work. We experience sensation in the body. And another aspect of the experience is whether we interpret it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. There's the sensation perhaps of pressure or hardness where there's the contact of your body against the, what you're sitting on. And then maybe there's a hardness that is experienced as maybe slightly unpleasant, or maybe it's slightly pleasant, or maybe it feels neutral. The hardness and the feeling are different. Different processes connected, interrelated. And then there's our responses to our experience, a physical sensation, maybe being unpleasant. And then we don't like it. The not liking is different than the unpleasant. It's not the same thing. Different processes at work. This is useful to understand and to recognize because The processes that respond to experience can change. There can be unpleasant experience and there doesn't have to be not liking Just continuing to notice what's here. 
what's obvious. Having heard a little about some of these different processes, you might begin to recognize sensation as different from emotional response to sensation. The same processes hold in hearing. It could be a sound. In sound, there's pitch and tone. That's what hearing is. We identify the sound as something. Birds tripping. Maybe we have associations with birds that we like. The sound feels pleasant. You don't need to try to do this. Or tease these things apart. At this point, you can just let go of any investigation in this way. And just continue. Aware. What is obvious? from time to time, checking the relationship to experience, which is clearly a mental response, perhaps unnoticed. Allowing us to see some of these interrelationships ways experience shapes is shaped and shapes further experience. Are you aware? What are you aware of?
Starting to recognize the different processes at work in our experience, our human experience. Seeing that there are processes of body, there's one set of things happening, and processes of mind, there's another set of things happening. This is helpful because so much misunderstanding goes on in terms of where and how our suffering, our struggles, our distress is uh, created. We often attribute our struggles, our stress, our suffering to things external to us or situations in the world or conditions of our body or conditions of what's happening to us. And um, we don't necessarily understand or see how the processes happening in our mind are playing with, are interacting with those conditions those experiences in the world. And so um, the Buddha's teaching really points us to, we can't necessarily change conditions in the world. Unpleasant things will happen. Painful things will happen. Pleasant things will happen. And those are just conditions. where there is some possibility of freedom is that it's not necessary for us to react to unpleasantness with aversion and hatred and frustration and dissatisfaction. It's not necessary for us to try to hold on to what's pleasant in that holding on, identifying with and and coming into a place of it's not going to be okay if this goes away. And then when things change and it does go away, we suffer. And so the Buddha really points us to understand where is the suffering actually happening? And points us to the mind. Those movements of greed, of aversion, of delusion. But so often we, we just um, kind of place our dissatisfaction onto the experience. For instance, a painful, a painful sensation in the body. You know, we think if the painful sensation that has to go away, if we're, if we're very reactive and experiencing suffering around the painful experience in the body, we, th- we might think that the painful experience has to go away in order to be okay, in order for the mind to be at ease. This is exactly what the Buddha points us to, that the experience, the painful sensation, those painful sensations connected with body sensation are different than the mind's reaction to that and that it is possible to have a mind at peace a mind at ease no matter what the conditions are and 
And so we can begin to be curious about and explore what is actually happening. What are the body sensations? What are the pleasant, unpleasant feelings? And what are the responses in the mind, the emotional reactions, responses to what's happening? And beginning to see that these things interplay, interconnect, interweave, influence each other, shape each other, condition each other in many ways, very habitually condition each other. There's a couple of really familiar or common patterns of shaping that I want to just mention briefly. One of the ones the Buddha highlighted a lot was the conditioned pattern between a sensation And it could be a physical or a mental sensation, but a sensation happening in our sense, in our sense experience. And then every sensation has a pleasant or unpleasant or neutral quality to it. A sensation different than the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral quality. The pleasant, unpleasant, neutral quality, actually a mind made experience not inherent in the sensation that is very interesting to start to see sometimes how a particular uh, body sensation might be felt as pleasant one time and as unpleasant as another time depending on context depending on circumstances so the Uh, sensation maybe a you know just as an example of this if you're standing somewhere expecting a friend to meet you on a street corner and you're standing on that corner busy street corner lots of people going by and you feel a light tap on your shoulder you might having the conditions of of uh, expecting a friend kind of sense, oh, that's my friend. And that feeling of that light tap might just feel, might feel pleasant. And you turn and see your friend. Then imagine that same street corner, you're not expecting a friend. You're just standing there waiting for the light to change. Many people around and you feel somebody touch you on the shoulder, a light tap on the shoulder. That same experience might be felt as unpleasant if you're not expecting to be touched. Same kind of tap, different conditions, different feeling tone. And then there can be a response to that feeling tone. When something's pleasant, we tend to like it, we want more of it. When something's unpleasant, we tend to not like it, we want want it to go away. This tends to be a very habitual conditioned pattern. When we don't like something, we want it to go away, we experience perhaps aversion and that aversion then in turn conditions maybe a tense a tensing a bracing in the body unpleasant sensation in the body created from the aversion and so these these processes condition each other and the buddha highlighted this one around feeling to reaction to feeling as a very important uh conditioned unfolding to be aware of because he pointed out that that shift from pleasant to liking from unpleasant to not liking and then the further rippling to greed and wanting to hold on and holding on and clinging to the further rippling from unpleasant to not liking to hating to wanting to get rid of push away that that is optional optional it only happens when the mind doesn't understand feeling as feeling it only happens when the mind feels like there's some investment it has in gathering pleasant and getting rid of unpleasant so it is and that 
those states of mind that follow on from pleasant and unpleasant habitually, the greed, the aversion, the delusion. He pointed to that as being where our suffering lives. That's where our suffering is created. And so seeing this process unfold, we don't have to try to stop the process. In fact, we can't usually stop it. But when we see it happen, when we see it unfold, we begin to understand. Again, the wisdom develops. The wisdom develops that begins to understand that this, um, this reaction, partly what happens there is the mind understands this reaction is created by the mind. It's not inherent in that experience. It's not inherent in the experience or the unpleasantness of it. Watching that process unfold, the mind begins to understand its own participation in the creation of suffering. And seeing that it's participating in creating the suffering, wisdom begins to help release that creation of suffering. Well, there was another, another one I wanted to, to bring in, but we're short on time and I want to see if Anna has any thoughts or suggestions that, that in, in terms of what I just mentioned. Yeah, I actually do. When I was listening to you, uh, one question from yesterday came to mind that we didn't have time for, but it seems like a perfect illustration of what you were just talking about. So I could just say a little bit about that. So question was from somebody who was on their first retreat and hasn't done much meditation. And they are saying that they have having a rough time with their body adjusting into this much sitting and walking. There's a lot of uh, body, bodies aching a lot. I struggle a lot and often see myself think, how do I get through, through this? Perhaps relatedly, it seems that the more I formally meditate, the more I'm unsure as to why I do it, even though before in my daily life, sitting down to formal meditation has felt like a gift I give to myself, and obviously so. Now it feels more like a chore. What's going on? <laughs> so uh, here, well, before I go to the details, just to say that it's completely normal that if you haven't been meditating that much, and if it's your first retreat, it's normal to have pain in the body because the muscles are simply not used to, you know, this. It's like starting a new sport. The new muscles that are needed for that are aching at first, and then when they get used to that, it, 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 it gets easier. So it's often just a matter, matter of time, the body getting used to this. But so while you're experiencing this, um, you, you might be looking at your experience like, uh, okay, there's noticing this, being aware of this, you know, throbbing pain or maybe piercing pain or, or dull pain and maybe noticing that it feels unpleasant and maybe noticing aversion to this unpleasantness and noticing that all of this is shaping, affecting the mind state and the thoughts. Like it, it, it might be that the mind state, like the interest does not arise anymore because there's so much aversion to the experience there. Uh, it might be that this, you know, uh, doubts, doubts arise. Uh, why am I even doing this? I, I, I don't seem to be remembering. Like, I, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> like, why am I? So doubts are arising. Uh, there's fear and worry arising about the future prospects. Kind of like there's the idea that I have to be meditating for 30 minutes more and it's going to be even maybe even worse. So fear and worry arising. And, and, and that seems like an unpleasant idea. And there's a version of that idea. And there's maybe even like tensing up in the body and in the mind as a result. And, and so, so seeing the body and mind interacting in this way and see, seeing the current experience shape future experience is, is just, just, just great. <laughs> great practice and what you might notice as you're looking at this is that at some point if there's 
less aversion there or no aversion there. The mind state might be completely different and the thoughts might be completely different. Uh, there might be peace or joy or interest again or, or something, some, something else. Or if you look at the, if you see the pain more closely, you might start seeing that it's just not like pain, 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 pain every moment and the similar kind of pain in the similar, in the, in the same place with the same intensity. But that's also changing like different types of pain and different other kinds of sensations and maybe gaps in the pain and, and, and then that, that, that also like we often just have this idea of the pain that's just like there and <laughs> doesn't go away and then 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 that idea seems very unpleasant and then there's a version to that idea uh, and that further shapes our experience and causes suffering in, in, in various ways like doubts or fears and worries and but so instead of like looking at the sensations more closely and seeing those gaps and changes that might bring in interest in itself and, and maybe no it might be that no aversion is arising anymore if 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 you're seeing seeing more clearly but then again just to say that like the point is not to go like digging too much so that 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 causes struggle struggle in itself like i need to see the aversion i need to see the aversion if, if you're not seeing the aversion it's just like remembering that to ask like what is the attitude is there a version there and if you can't see it easily like don't go looking for it too much it's just like seeing what's obviously there and then then moving on to the next moment and next next experience but just a small illustration about the topic this morning thank you anna so we need to stop. So um, any announcements? Let's see, Aini's shaking her head. <laughs> Anna, do you have any announcements? No? Okay. And none for me, so. Just curiosity about experience. You don't have to go finding or digging any of this, actually. Sometimes just the, just the description of these kinds of things can be enough for you to see things in a new way without your having to try to do anything any different than just noticing what's here, what's obvious. Thank you. I'll see you later today. <laughs>